Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that comes, one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 57, season 3, episode 21, entitled Mamma Mia. Uh, this episode originally aired May 7th, 2009. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Our cliffhanger from the last episode is resolved as Liz organizes a Mamma Mia to help Jack find out who his real father is. Tracy introduces his illegitimate son to the 30 Rock cast and Liz is convinced there's a scam going on and tries to get to the bottom of it. Meanwhile, Jenna has a big breakout sketch with a new slogan that's going to make her famous, but Liz wants everyone to know that she helped write it too. Yeah. Uh, pretty, I mean, that's pretty much the beats of the story. You could almost cut out the Tracy, Jenna, uh, I'm sorry, the Liz and Jenna storyline, because that'll come back into play in like season four. Um, but... You can almost cut it out and really just focus on the Tracy and Jack storyline because those are the two more important bits. Uh, I always look at this episode like I enjoy it. I have good memories of the episode, but it's always like, you know, like in a trilogy, the second movie is always kind of like, eh, they kind of just spin their wheels a little bit until you get to the finale. So the finale next week I have better memories of than this one. And I really like last week's episode too. This one's like, it's got good bits and there's stuff that make me joke or <laughs> that make me laugh. There are jokes that make me laugh is rather how you say that sentence, but it's just like, eh, I could have, I could have done without it. It just wasn't as, as great, I guess, as I'm, the memories I have of it are, but there's still, I mean, I, I completely forgot that we introduced the, the Tracy's kid in this bit because we see him like one more time throughout the rest of the series. And I just kind of like, he's almost like immediately forgettable after this, like. Because, I mean, once you learn, spoiler alert, that it's not actually his really kid, it's like, okay, well, there's no, there's no investment, so I just don't care anymore. But, I don't know, what are your thoughts on Mamma Mia? I think I'm a little higher on you. I liked it. Alan Alda plays one of the Mamma Mias who comes yeah. to the, the the fake contest that Liz creates, and he's always good. Yeah. Um, and they do some uh, good satire on like white people being bad at guessing yeah, the yeah, yeah, black yeah. people. And Liz Lemon is racist again. Well, black don't crack. So that's true. That's yes. It's, I, I like the joke near the end where, and we'll, we'll talk, we might talk about it again, uh, but where Tracy is writing the check and and where he reveals that he knows Donald's not his son. And he rips up and Liz rips up the check and he's like, all right, well, that was for .com's birthday card. And we learned that .com is 18. So it's like it's also subvert or subverting to the audience. Like we just assumed .com is around the same age as Tracy. But no, he's only 18. Or I guess you could read that joke multiple ways. But I'm, ass- I'm assuming we could trust Tracy and Tracy saying that, yeah, .com is only 18 years old, despite being a, what, six foot three uh, person. Like he's... If he's only hitting 18 and he's that big, he's probably still got a lot more to go. Like, well, I mean, well, because well, I guess mean, mentally men stop growing I, around 21, but I guess they're right physically. They I mean, men stop growing around 17, 18. Yeah, yeah, so. So, but I mean, it's I mean, there are people there are people who become professional sports. Like, I mean, specifically basketball, like yeah. trade high school to That's pros. True. So, I mean, some people are already, I mean, very tall. That's true. And athletic. Yeah, but I guess, like, you never, there's no, since typically all basketball people are obviously more average height, more than average height, they just, it's, you don't have that scale. Like, same for, like, wrestlers. Like, wrestlers on TV, they're just like, okay, they look average height, and then you see them, and they're, like, gigantic people, because they're, like, muscles, and they're probably averaging six foot three, and it's like, oh, yeah, these people are gigantic things, and... I'm nothing compared to them. Things like that. You just don't have that scale so you, until you actually see it. Anyway. Cool story. Cool story, bro. We did it. Uh, any other thoughts before we hop in? Uh, I, I mean, uh, we'll save it, but I guess we should also... I don't know much about... Uh, do you ever see Mamma Mia? But I, I literally have nothing nope. to add to this conversation about Mamma Mia. But you know Abba. Abba's of one course. of your favorites. So. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I'm familiar with most of the songs that are used in the Mamma Mia Movie musical, the song, probably the song station, the song as, station as, movie musical. Yeah, sorry, Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried. It had a sequel to it, and it did have a sequel. It did anyway. 
Uh, I guess we'll hop in. The cold open is basically going to set up the Jack storyline, and then we'll come back and we'll get the Tracy storyline. Hey, Jack. Congratulations, Lemon. I see you read my memo about having more catchphrases on your show. What catchphrases? Oh, are you talking about if your man leaves in boxes and comes home in briefs? That's a deal breaker, ladies. If he wears an Atlanta Falcons jersey to your sister's wedding? That's a deal breaker, ladies. This is going to be huge for Jenna. And for me, because I wrote that phrase. If you say so, Lemon. Jack, is this really what you wanted to talk about? Uh, what else is there to discuss? Oh, uh, really? You're going to do the repressed Irish thing? Be Italian for like one second. I'm Jack. I don't know who my father is. I'm so emotional. I'm going to smash these barrels. That was a lot of bad accents in the period of a minute and a half between Jenna and Liz. Yeah. So is this supposed to imply that Jack's half Irish, half Italian? Did we ever know that before? Or is she saying I think she's just embrace saying, Italian? Yeah, that's how emotions. I took it. Okay, because I don't think we've ever hinted that he was Italian before. So. Right. Okay, that's a deal breaker, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> We're not discussing that because I've made a decision. I don't want to know who my real father is. Are you kidding? Why? You know what family means to me, Lemon? Resentment, guilt, anger. Easter egg hunts that turn into knife fights. Why would I want to invite more of that into my life? Why would I want more family? Because maybe he's awesome. Look, why don't you just ask your mother who it is? No, no, not Colleen. She had her reasons for keeping this from me for 50 years, and I don't want her to relive it. Also, I want something really juicy to whisper to her on her deathbed. Look, Jack, I don't have a lot of personal life experience, but if I have learned anything from my Sims family, when a child doesn't see his father enough, he starts to jump up and down. And then his mood level will drop until he pees himself. Why don't I have any other friends? I love video game references, and we just got two in that short little cold open. We got a Mario reference, and I want to smash you the barrels. Fantastic Italian accent. Thank you. Good job. Uh, we, also, <laughs> we also got a Sims reference, which is always a lot of fun. You, do you have familiarity with... I mean, like I, everyone knows what the yeah. Sims are. but I had the them? very first okay. version when it came out, and I remember I got it. It was a little while. It may have been a year or so after it came out, because I remember I was around... I don't know. I must have been 11, 12, 13, something like that. Because I remember I asked for it for a birthday or something, I think, and my mom like got off eBay. Like I remember her emailing the person who was selling to ask if they thought it was appropriate for like a oh. however a twelve year old or how however old I was at the time. Wow. And I remember I played it. A, I played it a pretty decent amount. Um, I remember I used to. I, I remember. I found like one of the cheat that gave you like unlimited money, so that's why you're like, I was get unlimited. You did, yeah, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, I would do that, and I would just like build like these elaborate houses, yeah. and then I, I I feel like I remember trying to like do like make it like the person like get a career and like make it like like, but I remember getting also getting bored of it after a yeah. little bit because it was like you go through routine for a couple of days and it was like okay. I'm yeah, over that's it. that's like all those micromanaging games like Sims and. There's another one that's popular called like Animal Crossing. Like there's just it's just routine and after a while it's like I have a routine in my real life. I don't want to have a routine in my virtual world or whatever. So I, mm. I kinda get bored of it. And then I just put in all of the cheat codes and start messing with the worlds or like just making it where I just have infinite money. So I have no need to work. So I just basically stay at home all day and yeah. Live the dream. All right. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> maybe if I had new cheat codes to get unlimited money, I would have had more motivation to, like, go to work and, like, right, make money to, right. like, build, you know, expand stuff and whatever. But because I had un- because I had the unlimited money, it was yeah. just, like... You took the challenge out. You already... If you're already building this elaborate house and it loses, I guess, the appeal. Because, like... Well, I, sometimes I remember, like, you would try to, like, have people over and, like, meet the neighbors mm-hmm. and, like, get friends and, like, romantic relationships and stuff and whatever. But, I mean, yeah, that all... I mean... Uh, yeah, after a while, and that's the only challenge. Yeah, 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 the challenge is the challenge. Like, eventually, it just gets to the point where it's just like, yeah, the challenge is gone once you have everything you need. Uh, But my favorite thing to do in Sims is to be a homewrecker because (laughs) I would never do that in real life. So in Sims, I just have everyone become infatuated with me, 
Then I throw house part elaborate house parties, invite everyone over. Dude, you stick people in the pool and then take the ladder oh, away. Every of course, you'd be a monster if you didn't do that. Uh, but of course, but uh, my favorite thing is just invite everybody over and then start making out with everybody. Oh, good lord! And make sure that their partners are in the room to see it, and then they just go up and they start fighting with each other. And I just it's a cycle. That's all that I do. It's my favorite thing to do, and it's awful. And I don't recommend doing it in real life, but it's okay to do it in the video game world. I don't think in real life there's many parties where you invite a bunch of people or kiss a bunch of people and then everyone gets into one big mass fight. In the, I, don't, all in I haven't night. seen all of the world, so I can't say yes or no to that. But that's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, The Sims has been going now. That could be an interesting movie plot. Like, you're having an affair with so many people one night, you invite them all over. <laughs> yeah. You should write that out about all the affairs you're having with all those people in one night. And yeah. Comedy ensues. Yeah, or thriller. I don't know. Make it a make it a thriller. Sure, romantic thriller or something. Uh, yeah, the Sims series has got to be close to twenty years old now. I feel like it was around two thousand when it launched. Yeah. It'll probably be the twenty year anniversary this year. Uh, God, there's so many. It seems like they have a new expansion now. Like every month, there's just so many. Uh, so much to that game that it's hard to keep track of anymore. Uh, but it's a it's a fun game to just pick up and play and spend a, a couple hours here and there with it. I know Deb, She's. I think she still plays it every now and again. She'll just pick it up and just check in on her world. It's one of the biggest selling franchises ever. So, yeah. Good job, Sims. Good job, Sims. Mm-mm-mm. When we come back from the cold open, there's a fun little ad-lib of Tracy saying, Jack, just come <laughs> I'm just practicing sitting because that's how you talk to people, obviously. Uh, and we learn a little bit about Tracy's bastard. Come on in, Jack. I'm just practicing sitting. Tracy, why did you never try to find your father? Because he's dead. How do you know that? Because I'm rich, and if that man was alive, he'd be living in my pool house, and I'd be paying him $200,000 a year to mow my lawn. Exactly. That's all family is, a drain. I feel like you're not telling me something, Jack. Let me guess. You bought a sidecar for your motorcycle, and your dog won't stay in it. No, Tracy. I found out I don't know who my father is, and I'm not sure I ever want to know. Why? Jack, every man should know his father. That's easy for you to say. No, it wasn't. I struggled through that sentence. But I know what I'm talking about, because not long ago, a son I didn't know about found me. What? My love child tracked me down. I was shocked, scared, angry, like a dog in a sidecar when it comes loose from the motorcycle. But it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. Huh. Thanks, Tracy. So the line about sitting is also is hilarious, but also I think when we learn the context that it was in, yeah. like when he's actually, it was an interview he was in. Like, I wonder if it was like he's practicing sitting for like a photo they're going to take or something. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like that would make it sound, you know what I mean? When you put in that context, like that's that makes it sound less random I don't know or something yeah it's still weird uh, especially when we learn that he's in the middle of an interview and he invites someone else into having a conversation it's just like yeah I don't know it's just it's it's funny and then the, the reveal we'll get it here in a minute but the reveal that we get that he was in an interview the entire time when he just displayed all that information <laughs> it's fantastic uh, we come to the writer's room and Jenna is just so excited about her new fame and Liz is I don't know how to feel about Liz, like, horning in on it. Because, I mean, like, yeah, she's due some sort of kudos or whatever for writing the line. But I'm just curious is that if that's a representation of, like, real writer's rooms where, like, the actors have all the catchphrases. But the writers maybe like, I wrote that. Like, I, I deserve some sort of recognition. So I, I feel like it's coming from a place of truth. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And you know who else loves Deal Breaker? Brett Michaels. We have the same publicist, and she said he'd love to come here and dress in the same outfit and do it with me. And also, he wants to be on the show. You know, they used that catchphrase on Sports Center last night. Rangers on the power play. Oh, Avery, that's a Deal Breaker, ladies. <laughs> this is it. This is a defining thing of my life. It's not going to be that hit and run. Yeah, calm down. Oh, Liz, try to imagine how excited you would be if something of yours blew up like this. This is mine, Jenna. I wrote it for you, remember? Right, it's ours. That's what I meant to say. There's a reason you're the writer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mean insult she just gave to Liz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Jenna for you. 
Remember when Brett Michaels was relevant yeah, in his VH1 like, reality show phase? I was say, like, yeah, I remember when he was relatively topical, and even by this time in 2009, he, that was drunk. Because what, they had, like, four seasons of that stupid-ass show? God, Rock was of, that many? Was it Rock, Rock of Love. Love. Yeah. I mean, you could, tell me, you could tell me there were four seasons, ten seasons, six seasons. I, believe I would believe however many. Yeah. Cause... I feel like it was, like, three or four. It was, it was three too, it was four too many, or however many it was, it was too many, but, like, that was just that was the phase of like VH1 where it was just they well it was right when after Flavor of Flavor Love became Love a big hit they did as much as they could around that universe and brand of shows like, it was and just, I mean well, technically they still do I mean they still do reality because they have all like love and hip hop and love and basketball and like mm-hmm. all those not spinoffs but like definitely you know reality shows that happened because of their past success with reality yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's I mean just, I mean they they pretty much turned to being uh, I think really a reality channel i don't think i don't even know if they do much, that much with music anymore no they, i mean they were like one of the last bastions of yeah. one of the cable channel that actually played music videos even though even before that they were really getting into that like the best week ever and um mm-hmm. i remember i love, I love the, the 80s, 80s all, 90s, all of that yeah. i mean which i loved i, I mean because like nostalgia is a lot of fun and looking back on stuff like that with comedic voices sharing their views on it it was a lot of fun but it's just like they really leaned heavy into that and by and then they had like i love new york and then that had two or three seasons and then megan wants to marry a millionaire or whatever it was called where the show got canceled halfway through its run because it turned out the person who won like murdered someone like it was really it was really weird because it was like it only aired for a few weeks i think and like it came out basically just came out that the person who ended up winning like murdered uh, someone in Las Vegas. I can't remember. It was very weird and tawdry, but it was like VH1 just like pulled it, and I, I don't know if it was ever officially announced. Like that's what happened, but that's I don't know. It was the sort of thing where I guess they, they, it was open enough speculation and reporting that that's. I mean, there's no reason for them to have pulled it if there wasn't some truth around. Whatever First episode date August second two thousand nine final episode yeah it was, <laughs> so, so three weeks it was three weeks they oh pulled my it gosh because yeah. it came to light that yeah wow and she I think she she was she she was like on flavor she of was, love no, or something. she was a she was a rock of love oh was it rock of love she oh, was okay. a rock of love contestant so she must not have found love with Brett Michaels and... well no yes. apparently she found love with someone well found something with someone who was not a great person oh God. this is awful wow this is i didn't need contestant ryan alexander jenkins is suspecting the murder oh my god he looks like a douche she doesn't look much better though yikes uh this is all visual oh this is all i don't like any of this yeah it was pretty dark mm. And that kind of like that was when I think they started rejuvenating away from all those shows like that moved more into the style nail where it's more like um, well I mean I wouldn't say like real real housewife style like it's more inspired like the love and hip hop all stuff which like inspired by it's like sort of like docu pseudo reality about yeah like the real housewives level of rather than game show Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah so all of this really started you remember the surreal life oh yeah where's all the i don't yeah i I never never watched it but that's that was the start and then it became the strange love which was uh flavor flave and brigitte nelson brigitte nelson and then that spun off the flavor of love and then that spun off i love new york and it's just like oh my god so that's that all started in 2003 so for like 10 years that was all VH1 was really big on, and I just yeah, it's interesting because that sort of concept, like, it seems like very like that's something that would really thrive today. Like, I, if social media was back then where it is now, I wonder. Like, I mean, that was already fairly like viral and talked about a lot mm-hmm. in a pre-modern social media era. Like, I wonder like what would have happened, how it would have been affected by it if it had been, if it would have been even bigger, if it would have like burned out faster or lasted longer or. Yeah, because yeah. I mean the Real Housewives thing. I mean that's like a people on certain it's parts of are crazy about one. that. So I just wonder yeah. if Flavor of Love had been that sort of way, if it, which a little bit it was obviously like it was talked about on the internet, but not. Yeah, but I think it was like it was, it was it was trashy, so it was talked about, and it was like, wow, this is so bad. It's it's one of those it's bad but not bad good. Just it's bad. You kind of have to see how like a train wreck. You just have to watch it and see how bad it is, but. 
Oy vey. I mean, I'm I've, I'm not guilty of not. I mean, yeah, I'm guilty of watching it, not regularly, but it just you know boredom on a random day. It was like fine, and you just sort of get into like yeah. the depressive loops of watching it all over. <laughs> but it's 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 just like it was so. By the end, it was just so cookie cutter. It was like, what's where's the fun in this? I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I mostly experienced all that like through the lens of the soup on E. So yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really watch any of those, but like I. I mean, every week there was some, at least some oh, yeah. clip from, so yeah. I... And they were, were they the, so that was Universal, is VH1 Universal's not, that's Viacom. No, VH1 is Viacom, E so, yeah. is... Is Universal. Is, I, I mean, I mean, I think it's USA, sure. NBC, I think okay. E, or no, maybe I'm thinking of Bravo, but Bravo is E now. Bravo is NBC Universal, E could be, I'm not, I'm not sure to be know. honest. Don't know, don't really care either. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to 30 Rock, uh, instead of 10-year-old bad reality shows, uh, Tracy has an actor announcement. No, a human announcement. Everybody gather up. Actor announcement. No, human announcement. There's something I want you all to hear directly from me before you read about it in next month's issue of Black Entrepreneur and Butts Magazine. <laughs> so Black Entrepreneur and Butts, those are two different mag- magazines, right? Not Black Entrepreneur I, yeah. and Butts? Well, I want to say yes. Because it could go either way. I want to say yes, but we only saw one interviewer in the room. So well, unless he, he's he doing work for duty, maybe. But I I feel like the, the pause implies that it's two magazines. That's how I would take it. But I was, but it wouldn't be past 30 Rock to call to, to make, make up a black, inter- black, excuse me, black Entrepreneur and Butts. Which, for that magazine, it makes sense. You get the black entrepreneurs and you get the fan of butts, but they don't have to buy two magazines, which yes. is bad business, really, because you want more exactly. than two magazines rather than one. But maybe the market's too spread and it makes more sense to combine them into one. I don't know. I'm not a publisher. I don't know. I have an illegitimate son. Oh, fame, surprise. Obviously, my family and I wanted to keep this private, but somehow those vultures in the media found out about it. Like a dog in a sidecar when it comes loose from the motorcycle, but it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. Huh. Thanks, Tracy. So, should we continue our interview? Oh, no! Now, I didn't know about this boy up until three years ago. But I've been supporting him financially ever since. And I want you all to meet him. He's here? I want you bastards to meet my bastard. My baby boy, Donald Jordan. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Pop, can I have $1,000 for something I need? Well, as long as it's for something you need. I love you, man. I love you, dear. No, um, one of my favorite bits from that scene is the because we as far as we know, Liz and no one else in the writers' room knows that Tracy's never cheated on his wife. So uh, there's still all the exception that he's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a womanizer. It's probably a better word than that, but you know he sleeps around or he cheats on his wife. So when he reveals that he has a child and Liz is just like, vain oh, surprise. Like it's such, it's like, of course, like why wouldn't that, why would I be surprised by saying you, by you saying you have a child already? I mean, it's mean uh, for Liz to respond that way, but it's also, it's like on brand for her to respond that way. So yeah, I've always, I've always liked that reaction. Vain oh, surprise. <laughs> like no gasp or anything. It's, it's funny. It's funny, but yeah, I again, I just don't like the storyline because by the end of the episode, we realize it's all he knows it's fake, and it's just I don't know. There's no weight to yeah. it. Well, it's like he's scamming him, but he is scamming him for like good things. But it's yeah. it's like it's so it's presented like the way he's asking is like he's doing it to be like uh, be sneaky, but like right. it's all in pursuit like he's doing of it for drugs or something, right? Like, but it's all in per- or well, yeah. that's like drugs, not just, just but I mean like he's just doing to it get for, money for yeah. whatever he wants to. And but then it's like, buy. but then Tracy even knows that he's that he's using the money for real things, so it's like this Donald should then know that he's aware that he's in on it, and it's like I don't know, maybe the fun is for Donald is he thinks he's scamming someone, so. I don't know, it's just like, it's just not a great character, well, really, I, or a great storyline. I guess that's another one of those things where 
the way it's played is to make the audience think it's interesting. Like like the scene upcoming with Kenneth where he's talking about the magazine subscriptions. Like it actually is straightforward. Like he's selling magazine subscriptions right. to help the community build, you know, the community center. But right. the way it's played is it's like it's a not supposedly an obvious scam because he sounds like kind of questioningly like he's just making it up on the spot. Yeah. So it, yeah. but it's it's like one of the things like the the twist of the reveal only works this one time because once we know that he's actually all of that money is actually going to something real and something good then it's like well then what's the point of him being so sneaky and scammy why would he just say hey kenneth i need i'm i'm looking for donations for supplies obviously because that's not as funny as seemingly scamming people that's why i said he's been doing that thing that they've been doing a lot this season where that the for a while until the twist or whatever like the character plays in one way that if you think about the ultimate way it's does it's not necessarily consistent it falls apart it's like for the for the benefit of the joke, it makes sense. But yeah, any thought into it, it's like yeah, this really makes no sense. Yeah, they have been doing that a lot this season. They have, yeah. I feel like I feel like mm-hmm. the last four episodes we've been able to pull out yeah. them doing that, like the Kenneth thing and this, and I feel like it was one the like, Je- last week. Wasn't, it Jen and, wasn't there a Jenna and Tracy thing? Like, or or no, that that, that was that was the Kenneth thing when they yeah, were the was him. But yeah. Is he or is he not a yeah. serial? Oh, the Jalisa, uh, Elisa, like. Turns out she was a murderer all along, but like nothing ever hinted at that, and we still didn't understand her motives of why she didn't want to get married. Then she suddenly wanted to get married, right? And it was just like none of this makes any sense. So maybe they all took like a writing course over the previous summer. It was like, well, this is a good way. This is a good new way of writing characters, and they like blew it all on this season. And it's like, no, he should have maybe spaced it out or did it once a season rather than almost back to back. But anyway. Steve Buscemi's back. Steve Buscemi, I, I'd forgotten he was in this episode, but it makes sense because he's the one that delivers the DNA results. And he's only in it for this one scene, but he's still, he's still he has fantastic. Another, yeah, he has another like class thing where he only has a few lines, but it's like, he it's steals it. He yeah. steals it. He does such a great job. Uh, this, I think this is the most character development we've had for <laughs> in the entire run of the show. Poland, come in. Thanks for meeting me here. This is my office. I know, but once I'm in the building, I can get into the cafeteria. And that means free ice. Right. So what did you dig up for me? Well, I was surprised when you called me about finding your father, especially since you called on the old home line. Hasn't been ringing much since Marsha left. I guess in the divorce settlement, she got all our friends. I gave my gun to my pastor. You know, in case I get the old gloomies again. <laughs> so you it for me, Len? Your father's name and contact information is in this envelope. I'm sorry. I'll give you some privacy. Oh, God. There's no way that's Tracy's son, right? That guy is scamming him. Maybe. Donald did look pretty old. I know, but I do have a hard time telling ages with black. Shoes are the best kind of shoes. How old do you think I am? 25. I am 33. How old do you think Samuel L. Jackson is? 25. Mr. Jackson is 61. Wow. Okay, what about this? Maybe Donald is Tracy's son because maybe Tracy is 60. No, that's ridiculous. Think about it. He can't rap. He has diabetes. A lot of his friends are dead. He falls asleep in chairs. He doesn't know how to use a computer. He's always mad at the TV. His favorite show is NCIS. He might be 70. Or he's getting scammed. Or Tracy's just so used to celebrity, he has no need to be self-sufficient. That's obviously the case. Yep. But, uh, yeah... Pete and Liz are both incredibly racist. So that would make what else Samuel L. Jackson 72 years old now in real life, right? So this is 2009, yeah. 10 years later. About, what about that? 71, 72, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's the magic, the magic slash being rich in Hollywood. They can afford to look infinitely younger because of chemicals and yes. face peels and all that. Personal trainers. Personal trainers, yes. If you have the money to afford... That, that was one of the, I think we talked about it. Uh, but like when the Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani stuff came out, I guess now it's been like a month and a half ago when he he did all that photo sh- uh, photo release for the Eternals. Eternals, I think so. Is? Yeah. yeah, and like he put an Instagram post up, but like the Instagram post was so transparent about like this will literally last two weeks, and then as soon as it's done, it's just gonna go right back to normal. And there was a lot of people like 
some people gave him flack for it's like well you still didn't need to post the picture but like he i felt like he was so transparent about like the only reason i can do this is because i have a contract with marvel and they are forcing forcing slash paying for me to do this because they're of their brand and i was like yeah that's really cool like and i i appreciate his honesty and like yeah this is this is as good as it's gonna get because as soon as it's over this is all gone so it's like yeah it's like of course you have all the money and all the uh, ability and, and outlets to do it then yeah of course everyone can look infinitely gorgeous all the time but average joe schmo just doesn't have that luxury so no yeah oh well oh well we can just How do our sad. best that's the best we can do i guess uh but we uh jack pulls uh liz undo it anymore we gonna talk about that scene or feel like it sort of speaks for itself and just how racist they are i don't feel like we yep. didn't touch on it anymore no liz liz continues to be racist but yeah. nothing new there no <laughs> uh, but have you have you gotten it not not racial but have you had it a hard time just determining how old people are just by looking at them like without knowing anything about like their interests or anything like if someone like if you just like look at someone could you guess how old they are I mean, yes, that doesn't mean I'm right. I mean, I guess it's not something I really think about yeah. ever. Well, so. I mean, like at work, we'll just every now and again, like I don't know how old a lot of the people that I work with are. I know they're, I know we're all around the same age, but there's mm-hmm. some people that I work with that are like 24. There's one that we work with that looks 21, but I would argue that the one that looks 24 is the one that's 21, and the one that's 21 looks 24 just because of like the way they present themselves. But it's, it's like, I, I just don't. I have a hard time reading ages or guessing what someone would be. So it's just. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't I think guess. About that I have, often. I mean, it depends. You know, I don't. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't really. I guess there haven't been any situations where I'd be like, oh, I think this person is his age. I wonder if I'm right and like try to find out. Like, right, right. I mean, maybe sometimes like important. I would say right. Maybe sometimes like I've like had the idea of like tried to set in my head like, oh, that person is probably such and such, but not. I don't know. I guess I haven't really tried to. Yeah find out how right that was. right yeah so, i've never followed up on it because it's never been that important but it's just been like a curiosity like yeah i actually don't know how a lot of how old a lot of people that i work with are but i just from like small things like pop culture references or this or that i can be like okay i can i can sort of hone in mm-hmm. on about how old they might be but yeah it's never been something i've got to like yeah how old are you like, also well also like, i think important people's 30s like can be very different like there are a lot of people in their 30s who like it's still pass for their late 20s mm-hmm. yeah. and there are a lot of people in their 30s who like could pass for their 40s and not even necessarily in a negative way but right. it's like it seems like it's it, it can be uh, yeah because I, I know there have been people that i probably would have you know guessed that are roughly in the 30s like i would have guessed they were towards one end or the other and it turns out they were like on the older end even mm-hmm. if i would have guessed they were on the younger end because like it just seemed i don't know i guess there's a lot of transition and depending on people's genetics like how they right, age in their right, 30s right. I yeah. guess and, and just generally like how they present themselves either how they dress or yeah. just like things like that like their genetics like they just they age early or whatever yeah. some people look baby all the time some people just look older and they can only be 23 just that's how how it works sometimes I don't get it there's three names on here without hard dna evidence lem was only able to narrow my father's identity down to these three men mamma mia it's a mamma mia what nothing don't push it liz let it happen there's gonna be a mamma mia see what happens lem and see how complicated family always is what am i supposed to do fly around the country try to figure out which one is my father they could come to you we could trick them into coming here and then we'll sing on the dock what are you talking about it's mamma mia the International Film Songsation, based on the jukebox musical, the songs of ABBA. It's a movie, Jack. Should we just watch it real quick? This was too much trouble when it was just one person. I'm out. No, it's perfect. We mama mia, these guys. We get them here under some pretense, figure out which one is your dad, and then if it's someone you don't want in your life, you walk away. How do we even get them here? They want a contest, a trip to New York, and tickets to TGS. All right, you get them here, I'll meet with them, but that's all I'm promising. And all I'm promising is a madcap musical romp, dot, 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 fun, dot, 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 good. That was on the poster. What's your favorite ABBA song? 
Or how familiar were, are you with Adam? Mm. I should maybe that maybe that's the, the only place one to that start. Could, well, aside from me, Mama Mia is immediately disqualified because they just said it seven well, I mean, times. That but, could be your favorite Adam song. Uh, Dancing Queen is the one that came in, like the second one that came to mind when you said what's your favorite Adam song because it yeah. was Mama Mia, uh, Dancing Queen, and I couldn't tell you a third at the moment. I just don't yeah. know. Well, Dancing Queen's probably their biggest American. Yeah. Hit. You remember when was it? S Club Seven. 18. No, that was that was on that was my first introduction to Adam yeah. because I mean they were popular and like basically when I was like Disney age I guess around 10 yeah. 12 whatever you know the tween age that watches Disney Channel like that's when they were big on I that's when Disney was promoting them a my lot my brother so. bought that CD single oh, and really? that like we drove around listening to that one song <laughs> I don't know I don't even know the other songs that were on that album cuz that was the only one he yeah. listened to so that was my first introduction yeah. to ABBA's music. And then, well, then obviously when I started getting Eurovision because they are probably like the most famous, successful winner of Eurovision. They won in 1974 when it was a point where I think they were like sort of popular in Sweden, but like that was what caused them to break in Europe and mm-hmm. go worldwide. So, I mean, they're still probably the most successful. Like, I mean, they're sort of popular in America, but I feel like in Europe, like they are one of like the... Like, not as big as, like, the Beatles, obviously, but, like, they're near the very top of, like, most successful European acts of, like, the last 30, 40 years. So that's really how I, I guess, learned more about them. And, like, Waterloo is the song that, the, oh, that they won Eurovision with in 1974. So. <laughs> I just don't... I'm that's not, probably up there. I think yeah. my, my favorite one is probably Gimme, 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 I think, from... Because I I, I I remember I listened to that 18s album a lot. So whatever 12 songs are on there are probably like the 12 ABBA songs oh, I'm so familiar with. Oh, so 18s were just covering ABBA songs? Well, for their first album. I think after, like, they did one or two albums of ABBA covers, and then after that they branched into, like, just basic, like, Swedish pop, teen mm-hmm. pop music. So, I mean, that had to be, like, a record idea in terms of we want the ABBA songs that everyone knows but in a fresh new lens. So let's have just a made up pop bands basically yeah. oh wow yeah they were being manufactured I mean it was Ugh. basically yeah songs with modern production and they just segued into teen pop yeah general teen pop so. I didn't know that the more you know oh that's that's the least favorite thing that I hear when I hear about music industry is manufactured because it's well, just like that's I know, what I, most I know that's the really heartbreaking is. part of even, it. Even even a ton of quote unquote indie stuff. Yeah, I know. Incredible like, they're stuff they're all following like patterns, they're yes. all following formulas. And then, but it's just like when it's more like when it's like directly manufactured, like Backstreet Boys in sync, where they're literally just they don't actually know each other, except maybe one of them might be related by a cousin or some shit, but like they don't actually know each other and they were just auditioned, auditioned, auditioned to be a part of this band that it's just like I don't. I remember someone told me Lincoln Park. This was years ago. Lincoln Park were a manufactured band, and it just sort of like blew yeah. my mind. I was just like, I mean, aren't the, be- no, the Beatles are manufactured? I thought they were friends forever. I just, yeah, the Monkees. I mean, a lot of the biggest bands of all time are manufactured bands. Yeah, so. it just it's. It's just one of those things. I mean, like, they don't want to look behind the, the curtain. Jackson so Five. I mean, that's man. I mean, that, that was like Manu- a family manufactured, like was, not yeah. by record label, but it's still like I mean, still they're created and yeah, they're yeah. created and marketed with a point. So like that was their yeah. But at least they all knew point. each other. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't the Jackson with quotation marks. They were all literally related, right? But but, I mean, was but like, it was yeah, still they were they were they were managed by their father, whose goal was to put them together, make them into a successful music act. So. No, I mean he beat it into him. Sadly, well, I didn't. I mean, yeah. I didn't say it was all a positive situation. Yeah, I, I said it was manufactured. Yikes! Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Once you look that far, then it's just like, oh man, I don't well, like any part. But it's, it's I mean, just a well, part. To of me, it's like, well, that's just what happens. So, like, right. who? Yeah. The music is good in the end. That's true. It's what it's. That's. While Liz and Pete are trying to get the truth out of Tracy, if he's actually 39 and if he knows how old Donald is, and Donald insists that he's only 21, uh, Liz heads up to Jack's office to introduce the three Mamma Mia candidates to Jack. Are you ready to meet them? Yeah. Jack, this is George Park. He's Korean. Oh. Okay. Uh, welcome, Mr. Park. And uh, this is Fred O'Dwyer. Mr. O'Dwyer, tell Jack the story you were telling in the elevator. In World War II, a kraut grenade exploded my genitals. So, 
No children, right? No chance. Looks like a bowl of SpaghettiOs down there. And Jack, this is Professor Milton Green. Nice to meet you. And it's nice to meet you, Jack. <clears throat> Sorry, there was something in my throat. Um, I'm Milton Green. Have a seat. Bowl of SpaghettiOs is the most gnarly description of anything. To it's describe. some good imagery, though. To like, I mean, uh, yes, it's gnarly, but it's like, it's a very distinct no, image. You you can immediately picture yeah. that, and it is not a fun. Nope. Mint. So, off mic, we were talking. We don't really know how any of these three people are connected to anything. So it's kind of weird that. So, how a Korean. A guy that had his genitals destroyed and a professor from Bennington are somehow connected. So I'm just curious, like, what Lynn's search formula was in determining these three factors, especially if he had no hard DNA evidence. Does are these three people linked, Colleen? Like, they had some sort yeah, of relationship. That must be. be yeah. That that's yeah. got to be the only thing I think. And he gave him a time frame. Yeah. I, there's never been. There's there's no rhyme or reason as to how we know these three people are connected to anything, and that's. That's always kind of stuck with me. Of just like eh, it's never explained, but it's also like it doesn't need explanation. So that's okay. Yeah. It was for the joke of yeah. two of the but candidates guess, clearly not being correct. Yeah, yeah, it's the rule of threes. Uh, but I guess we should talk about Alan Alda a little bit. Says we'll see him. He starts his run, so we'll see him this episode, next episode, and we see him again. A handful of episodes coming up in season I think we'll see him in the end of season four and some of season five he's only in a couple more episodes for the rest of the series but we'll see him again um, but I'd like the as the episode goes on here the sort of duality or the is it, yeah dichotomy or duality where it's like the inverse like Jack's hardened conservative dichotomy dichotomy no, I got it I'm smart good job uh, of just the Alan Alden character of being pretty liberal and Jack being very conservative and that's even what Liz mentions later is like well you you argued with your dad about politics that's congratulations that's a family that's what you do uh, so it's a lot of fun and, and uh, yeah it's a good character for Alan Alden I don't he's just one of those people he's always on TV as growing up as a kid I mean obviously MASH was yeah. the biggest thing that he really did um, he does a lot of yeah like guest arcs yeah. on um, various TV shows. Yeah, he well he, he was he was he, well, he was just in Marriage Story too as one of the as one of the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. No, he's I mean he's a consistently working actor, and but it, he's just reached that like apex of I don't need to have a, a I don't need to be a series regular. I can just yeah. be. Is, well, a is guest he Kaminsky method or is that Alan Arkin? I always like. Because the names are so similar, I it, when 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 they're in shows I don't watch and I only see the names. Then I Alan Arkin passed up. away, right? Did he? I thought so. Oh well, one of them is in the Kaminsky method on Netflix right now. I don't know. I'm pretty sure because Arkin was the one that's in Little Miss Sunshine, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's passed away. Yeah, it's Alan. No, I think you're right, Alan Arkin. Okay. Well, I'm an idiot. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. No. Anyway. Anyway. That's enough about the Kaminsky method. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> uh, so, wow, there was a lot that we just had to cut out. Uh, Liz and Pete are still trying to determine how old Donald is. Uh, Luz, Lutz lets them know that he knows karate, so they may be able to, to call Donald on his karate uh, ability. Uh, but we go back to Jack's office and he's sort of giving the rundown to all three candidates to determine basically just paternal uh, familiarity. Um, so, gentlemen, is there any history of mental illness in your family? <laughs> Don't get me started. My cousin killed everyone at his job. Uh, how about you, Milton? Uh, the greens are sharp as a tack right to the end, which makes the end all that much more terrifying. My father died screaming. Green, that's sort of a vague name. You meet a lot of other greens at your church, Christmas, 
We're agnostic, secular humanists. Sure, but if you had to pick... Is that you and Tom DeLay? Uh, yes, the hammer is a hero of mine. I I'm sorry, did you just snort at our former House Majority Leader? He was never my House Majority Leader. You've got to be kidding me. Here's Tom DeLay's legacy to the United States. Raping the environment, waging an illegal war. Uh, history will validate the liberation of Iraq. I was talking about the war on drugs. Not to mention the hypocrisy of espousing family values while demonizing single mothers. What would you know about single mothers? What would you know about families? I will not be spoken to this way. I'm a contest winner and a professor at Bennington College. Oh, oh Bennington. How's that go in teaching all those kids that couldn't get into Middlebury? How dare you? How dare you? You are a huge disappointment to me. I do not understand why we're yelling at each other, but I am not accustomed to losing an argument. So you know what? Screw you and your Fakata contest. Oh, God, no. His first fight with Daddy. Aww. How wonderful and memorable. Well, luckily, history has justified the liberation of Iraq, so all good there, Jack. Yeah. Thanks, Tom DeLay. Uh, there's a lot in that scene that we can talk about, but I don't have knowledge on it. Nope. Well, quick to sum it up, Tom DeLay was the House Majority Leader, and then, well, this would have happened by the time this episode aired a few years before, but he resigned in scandal when he was charged with, basically, illegal campaign finance activity that got him charged with various things that I think were eventually overturned on appeal, but it caused his exit from politics. Uh -huh. Into lobbying, of course, because well, that's what most ex-politicians do. If so. I can steal a line from 30 Rock, <gasps> things surprise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that gentleman's not in jail and is, is living no, he's, in a he's, very he has a lot life regardless. Anyway, so that's Tom DeLay. <laughs> More importantly, you can you get a sense very clearly of how he is definitely Jack's father. Oh, yeah. Not Tom DeLay. No. Alan Arkin. <laughs> yeah. Not no. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Yeah, Alan Arkin. Uh, no, Alan Alda. As uh, um, Milton Green. Milton Green, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was like I was saying earlier, like, the, just like the dichotomy of the two, like, they're both so bullheaded and strong. I am not accustomed to losing an argument. Right, yeah. Uh, it, it's, and he even, the, the line Jack has it in is like, oh, no, like, he's like, oh, no, I might have just pushed my dad away yeah. because I'm too stubborn to just let things go. Also the line, I'm a contest winner. That's yeah, like, talking about, I'm a contest winner. Like, you would <laughs> think, silly. like, the line about, like, I'm a professor at right. Bennington comes first. But, it, like, seeming that's the lesser title that you I want to apply. Contest I want a contest. You can't talk to You're me. You're very way. rude. <laughs> Uh, but we uh, we're gonna play this scene real quick just because mostly it's visual but uh, we also have a fun cameo that I literally did not catch until this time the internet's favorite comedian 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 uh, yeah uh, but we come back to uh, Liz and Jenna and they're in the middle of their photo shoot and Amy Schumer's there oddly enough looking beautiful uh. I'm gonna get some tape Oh my god, Liz. I'm so glad that you've insisted on doing this. Yay. Well, thank you for so graciously including me. I know this kind of thing is all that you have in your life. Aww. Wait, what is that? Belafonte, what is that stuff? Well, I just thought that for some of the pictures it'd be fun if we got a little wacky. <laughs> okay, look, I know you've never done this before, but I had to learn the hard way. Don't use the props. They always try to get you to take one funny photo. That's always the one they use, and you look like an idiot. That's always the one they use, huh? Don't do it. Just open your mouth a little and try to look like Lindsay Lohan. Great. Fabulous, ladies. You look beautiful. Now, Jenna, catch the chicken. Nice try, pal. Not my first time on the merry-go-round, chief. Not gonna do it. Staying like this, serious and horny. I don't know. With the chicken, it could make a great cover. I'll hold the chicken. So we get a fun little montage oh, of Liz. Liz taking over. Um, she's got a taste of success and she can't let it go. And she doesn't cover her inner Jenna because even at the end when she realizes how embarrassing it is, she, her takeaway is still, I made the cover, which is yeah. a very Jenna yeah, thing. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, it, it, it's also a fun continuing through line of like, we know from earlier seasons, like they both came to New York because they both want to be actors. They want to be center of attention so it's continuing that through line and again like you said the line that she has like she nearly ruins her friendship with jenna but her takeaway is i made the cover it wasn't like i'm sorry or 
it was just like, I made the cover. I'm so happy. And that will continue as we get to the Deal Breakers talk show in season four coming up soon. Uh, so Jack is upset with not only himself, but with meeting Milton Green and the person that he's turned out to be. Jack, what did you say to Milton? If Cornell West weren't speaking at the new school tonight, I think he would have left. He should leave. It's exactly what I was afraid of. More family, more aggravation. I'm walking away. Why? He's just like you. He's smart and worldly, and he's really good at making fun of my shoes. When he saw these, he asked me when my cult was committing suicide. Okay, that's pretty good, but Milton Green and I are nothing alike. I have one scotch with a guy, and it devolves into a screaming match about Tom DeLay. So you have a couple drinks, fight about politics, and then you take it personally when he doesn't agree with you? That's called having a dad, Jack. Don't walk away. I think you'll regret it if you do. Or I could regret telling him. Why would a man like that want me as a son? Maybe he won't. I don't know. But so what? Yeah, it'd hurt, but then you just go back to being Jack Donaghy, which is pretty cool. Thank you. My hair just dries like this. Exactly. Or you tell him, and he starts crying, and you hug, and then you have a dad, which is pretty cool, too. Maybe you're right. I am right. Either way, you're going to be okay. One of those two things is going to happen. There's no weird third thing. Thank you, Liz. By the way, did the medical supply store where you bought those shoes have any women's stuff? <laughs> Liz forgot her rule of threes. There, of course, was one third thing that could happen. What's that? Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. We'll want the case stay tuned oh, no. find out. Uh, Liz learns the truth about Donald from Tracy. Tracy, stop writing that check. He's 40. Don't sign that. Okay. That was the Putin.com's birthday card. But you're right. The card is enough. Tracy, Donald is older than you are. He's scamming you. I know. I'm sorry, what? Liz Lemon, I may hug people too hard and get lost in malls, but I'm not an idiot. Then why are you giving him all this money? When Donald came to me, he was a fast-talking charmer from the wrong side of the track. He reminded me of someone, Liz Lemon, John Travolta's character from Greece, and me. So giving Donald money is what, charity? Call it what you want. But in the last three years, Donald has gone from scamming celebrities to being a small business owner. The dojo is real? And the community center is thriving. You know Kenneth's $80 bought a chess set and a crate of condoms? Those kids are really lucky. Hey, Daddy, do you want to go uptown and see the dojo? Or should I say the Tracy Jordan Institute for Black Karate? <laughs> That's what y'all naming it? Thank you, son. Thank you. Well, I hope you're happy with your cover. Oh, boy. They went with birthing the chicken on the toilet. Why didn't you listen to me? Because I thought you were just trying to keep me from being in the magazine. I was just trying to keep you from embarrassing both of us. But you wanted attention? You got it. I hope you're happy. I'm on the cover. Uh, there were a couple things I forgot to mention. Uh, Ron Weiner and Alan Oliver both got nominations for this episode. Who's Ron, Ron Weiner? He's the writer. He got ah. a writing nomination. Alan Oliver got nomination for guest actor. So uh, we come back to Jack's office and we have the finale for the episode. And Jack confesses to um, murder. No, confesses to Milton that he knows he's his father. And this is the backstage area. Kenneth, I'd like to speak with Mr. Green for a moment. And as head of this tour, I'm going to deny your request. Uh, Milton, do you remember a woman named Colleen Donaghy? Sure. <laughs> that takes me back a few years. 1958? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. She rented me a room when I was a graduate student. One month I couldn't pay, so she said maybe there was something else I could give her. So I gave her my radio. Then a couple of weeks later, we got drunk and had sex. Uh, okay. I'm Jack Donaghy, Colleen's son. I was born around nine months after that. 
Oh my God! Wait, wait a minute. Is is this contest some Mamma Mia thing? Milton, I'm your son. Of course you are. I should have known the minute I saw you. Oh. I have a son! A beautiful son! And I have a dad. Date has brought us together, Jack. To open a whole new chapter in my life. Yeah? Isn't it amazing? Oh, you don't know the half of it. I need a kidney. <laughs> oh, God. This is so great. What fortuitous timing. What fortuitous timing. Although Alden Alda's character said there were no health issues in the family. So he lied. Well, I mean, I feel like that's more like family history of stuff. Like, eating a kidney isn't necessarily a family history He still lied. of illness. I don't he could have been so. fully honest. I don't think... Well, I don't think he was dishonest. Okay. Jack asked if he had any personal health problems at the moment. Agree to disagree, is what I say. Well, okay. So that's Mamma Mia, the second of the 30 Rock season three finale, even though it's not technically part one, two, or three, but there's a through line throughout all three episodes. The end of the season arc. The end of the season arc, exactly. Um, the first time the series has done this, uh, the first season had the Black Crusaders sort of through line, but that was only one or two episodes, or was that one episode? It was one episode. Yeah, but wasn't the finale two parts with Phoebe? Oh no, the first, I'm sorry, yeah. But that was also the Black Crusaders. Yeah, that was the Black Crusaders bit. Yeah, yeah, I had the Phoebe. So um, that ended with the two be continued. That's the, true. The the penultimate. Yeah, the second season didn't have any uh-huh. big finale, did it? No, it just sort of wrapped up. But I think that was the writer's strike. If they had more time, they would have they would have probably built something else up. But yeah, um, so we're closing in. Next week's going to be the season three finale, and we'll start season four. With oh, so many seasons. <gasps> Meat cat, yay! Remember me, cat? Sure don't. You take a hot dog, wrap it in some grilled cheese, fold it in a pizza, and then you got s- cheesy blasters. Ah, Thank you, me, cat. Me, cat flies away on a skateboard. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be fun. Uh, so that's Mama Mia. Uh, any final closing thoughts? Here we go again. No, we're not gonna go again. Oh. Ah. Uh, no, I, I still, I'm pretty lukewarm on this episode. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of funny bits. Alan Alda's, every time I've seen him in something, he's pretty great. Uh, so I think he does a great job, and he always does a great job when he's on Thirty Rock as a Milton Green character. Um, any thoughts from you on Mamma Mia? Are you gonna go watch the movie now? I'm not. Or its sequel? I don't, well, I don't know no. how I got a sequel, but because the first one was extremely was successful. Was it a Broadway show before a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a Broadway musical, right? And they made it into it, and I think it was like it was particularly successful worldwide. Like oh, yeah, it, no, it did fine huge, here, but like it's huge. overseas. Yeah. Gross was like huge, so that's why they did a sequel. No, which it didn't make as much sense. money, but still, I think yeah. was again did pretty well worldwide. So yeah. maybe we'll get like, Mamma Mia three. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone out. Oh, apparently, also it's that was a universal movie, so it was kind of, so we have a synergy and that they're promoting wow. on the inside. But also, like apparently, Jack wouldn't know that it's a universal movie, despite being part of the universal brand. What a terrible executive! Terrible executive. He should be fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's Mamma Mia. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode because that's when they really go all out because uh, it's their season finale. So they invite tons of guests, and we have a. We Are the World parody, which is always a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. Lastly, I've been meaning to say this for the last couple of weeks. I try to edit these things the best way that I can, but every now and again, I just can't edit some things. So you'll hear where there's like a warble when we're talking. And the reason that is, is because one of our neighbors oh. insists on stomping around all of the time and we can't figure out what they're doing. So I try and edit these as best as I can to take that out, but sometimes I really just cannot. I don't know if this episode is going to be rife with it, so I do apologize. But it's it's annoying to us to listen back to it, and it's annoying, I know, for you guys to have to hear that too. There's literally nothing we can do about it outside we, of We just, can all write them letters. <laughs> outside of literally just, I'll give you their address. No, yes. I will not do that. <laughs> That'd be awful. Um, but... I just want you to know I do everything I can to try and fix that, but it literally is just nothing I can do. 
and they always seem to just know that we're recording well, when that happens. Also, they're always home, apparently. apparently they're I can't remember home. a time we've been home where we haven't heard stomping at some point. Yeah, so. Uh, so I sincerely do apologize for that. Uh, we tr- if, if we are in a line of saying something and we notice that that's happening, we do try and retake it and try and get rid of that but there's just some instances we can't so i do apologize that it makes the show sound not great so uh i'm sorry but uh yeah we hear it too (laughs) literally every day so we apologize uh but anyway uh, we will see you next week for episode 58 uh season 3 episode 22 kidney now david take us out see you next time Madcap musical romp, dot, 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 fun, dot, 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 good. That was on the poster.